Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks. I pray this is a great day for you. It's the day that the Lord has made, and I'm certainly going to rejoice and be glad in it. Are you? I just had such a wonderful time sharing in this past Sunday and sharing God's good news and great joy. And I'm telling you something. We have a reason to be happy. We serve the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that one day he is coming again, and every eye will see him, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And in fact, in our class, in our church right now, one of the Sunday school classes, the adult class that meets at, I think, 11 o'clock on Sunday, is uh, going over the four views of end times, talking about why people think what they think, what the Bible says about all these views. And uh, so people always have a lot of interest in that because everybody has an opinion. Everybody takes a verse of the Bible and they run with that. And, you know, as uh, some of you know that that you've heard the term pan-millennious, that's kind of like me. I I believe things are going to pan out at the end, whatever way it happens. I think probably all of us are going to be a little bit surprised. But one thing we do know that he's created a place called heaven for all those who believe in him and a place called hell for those that don't. We know that. The words of God is uh, very, very straightforward about that. How it's going to end, I couldn't tell you exactly. I could tell you some scriptures that uh, uh, point to a lot of different directions, but I'm not going to get into that conversation today. I have tons of listeners that – I don't say tons. That sounds like sounds kind of arrogant. I have tons of listeners. No, I have a few listeners, and the few listeners probably all have a different view. But the important thing is to be ready to be ready when he comes. You remember that old song, be ready, be ready, be ready when he comes. And that's what I want to do. And I want you to be ready too. And I want to just, I'm not going to talk about end times today, but I'm going to talk about calling upon the Lord. And so let's just pray. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for every listener. I thank you for their life. I thank you for their friendships. Uh, Many of them I get to see outside in the world at different places. And Lord, I think of a couple that were in church last Sunday that uh, visited us because of the radio. And I thank you for their lives. And thank you that, that people are just wanting to search you. God, I pray your blessings upon every single church in this Treasure Valley, that the power of the Holy Spirit of God is alive and well, and people's lives are being changed and touched. Lord, I pray that churches would all preach the truth of the Word of God, and we'd live by it. And we'd count on you to lead us at all times. Lord, I give you thanks. Lord, I think this week uh, of my mother, who just would have turned 95 if she was alive, but Lord, she's been gone for 13 years. But Lord, I think about her influence on my life, and I thank you. I thank you for her influence. I talk about my father a lot, dear Lord, and as you know, but my mother loved you so dearly too. And I, I thank you for parents, which I'm going to share about, Lord, and and I pray that uh, each one of us would respond uh, in a way that we take care of our kids and we pray for our kids and we love our kids. Thank you, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I was reading through a old devotional book uh, by Max Licato, and he had a little devotional thought. It's very short. I'm going to read it to you because I'm going to base what I'm going to say around it. And it it's called A Parent's Precious Prayers. And this is Isaiah fifty four thirteen. All your children will be taught by the Lord, and they will have much peace. Then he goes on to say, Never underestimate the ponderings of a Christian parent. Never underestimate the power that comes when a parent pleads with God on behalf of a child. 
Who knows how many prayers are being answered right now because of the faithful pondering of parents 10 or 20 years ago? God listens to thoughtful prayers. God listens to the prayers of people. Prayer for our children is a noble task. If what we are doing in the fast-paced society is taking us away from prayer time for our children, we're doing too much. There is nothing more special, more precious, than time that a parent spends struggling and pondering with God on behalf of a child. Max Licato. I love that. I love that, and it's been a part of my life for a long, long time. I pray for my child, and I prayed for my other child, too. As I've talked to you, you've heard about every story. Being that I've had so many shows on the air for so many years, you've heard every story that I have. But the truth of the matter is, when my little boy was alive, most of you know by now he passed away in a car accident back in 92. But when he was alive, 87 to 92, I would go into his room, and I would just pray for him. Every night we would have prayer together. We had a great relationship with God, him and I, and God just touched his life. He was such a powerful boy who loved Jesus, and I have a lot of stories about how miracles happened through his life. But I never forget in his last year of his life, going into his room and standing over him when he was sleeping and praying and weeping, weeping over him, asking God to watch over him, that God would lead him, that he grew up to be a man of God. And I just, I never forget those days. I would have never guessed that he'd be in heaven today. I would never guess that in August 13th, 1992, that he would put a car, accidentally get into our car in the driveway and knock it out of gear and have it throw him out and run over him. I would have never guessed that. And I, it was such a startling, weird thing, being that he never went outside by himself. The whole event was crazy. The whole event was crazy because 10 days before, he told my brother and I, I'm gonna go be with Jesus. And we asked him again, what? He said, I'm gonna go be with Jesus. Like he knew he was going. But through his life, he touched many people. I've told you the story too at the hospital, at Emmanuel Hospital in Portland, where they, where they took him to how when I went into the room after they pronounced him gone, that the uh, nurses were crying in there and they were against the wall. And, and I, didn't, I thought, well, that's nice, they're so sensitive. But it was an amazing scene as I went in and I just looked at him and talked to him as if he was alive and, and just uh, you know mourned over him. And to find out 15 years later, randomly find out, or I shouldn't say randomly, probably by the power of God, that one of the nurses there had talked to a counselor that was a friend of mine that she had no idea and told her about an experience she had in August 13, 1992, when a little boy died, and that she was in the hospital, and that the Spirit of God was so pronounced in that room that everybody felt that the anesthesiologist, who wasn't a believer, he felt it, and he he fell down, at our, I can't remember what she, the terminology was, but uh, he just... He was taken back by the Spirit of Almighty God. Three people's lives were touched that day in that room by my son, by the Spirit of God. I don't know if the angels were there. I don't know how they, what happened, but I know their lives were changed. And how I know this is this counselor gave me her number, and I called her. And this is like, I think, somewhere around 15 years later after the incident. And she told me in detail how the Holy Spirit had just awakened them and that how there was a supernatural feeling in the room, and, and, it, and it hit them all. And I believe, folks, that was because of prayer. I believe because he loved Jesus so much. He, 
he had such a love for God, but it starts with the parents praying. And my daughter, Kaylee, who I love with all my heart, and you know you hear it all the time here, and her husband, Tyler, uh, she FaceTimed me last night. It's so good to see her from Pocatello and, and just and to know that she is today, you know, playing the keys for a church in Pocatello, Idaho, a church that she just started going to four months ago, a church that uh, she'd been in our church her whole life and how she stays involved. And last night when I was talking, she was just coming home from a uh, small group Bible study and just things, but I'd pray for her. Her and I would pray together and pray together. And, you know, she turned out to be an incredible girl. My father, as you well know, his dad prayed for uh, my father's mother, my grandmother, for years, 50 years is what my dad said. And uh, she, she didn't know Jesus, and she gave her heart to Jesus two weeks before she died and had a vision of heaven, which was an amazing thing. I am telling you that Lakato uh, has it right, Isaiah has it right, the Bible has it right. We need to lift our children up. We need to lift our family up in prayer. God hears our prayers. Now, folks, understand this, too. When you pray for somebody, that doesn't mean they're going to be perfect. They still live in this world. And we know the Bible says in this world we're going to have tribulation. But he says, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Folks, we know that. We know there's issues in life. He knows you're not perfect. And I know we beat ourselves over the head. I do sometimes. I said, Lord, man, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Well, we're not worthy. That's why Jesus went to the cross for us. There's none of us that are worthy. I've heard people, I've gone to some funerals and some people have talked and they got up and said, I'm not worthy. I haven't reached it yet. You didn't have to. Jesus went to the cross for you. You are saved by his grace, by his favor. You just, if you believe in him, the Bible says he who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved and will spend forever with our Lord. But sometimes we get into this saying, we have to have the list of uh, things we have to have done before before we get to heaven. Well, yes, he wants us to live good lives. And I think when we're walking with God, we're listening to God, we're praying to God, we're going to hear all sorts of great things. God's going to lead us. God's going to show us ways. But uh, sometimes, you know, people get it wrong. People don't read the Word of God for what it is. They're indoctrinated maybe by what somebody has said or maybe what a church has taught versus what the Word of God teaches. That's why we got to stay strong in the things of God and live for Jesus Christ every day. And I know the Bible says this, faith without deeds is useless. You know, But what he's trying to tell us here is when we have faith in God, we're going to do things that are good. We're going to do things that are going to uplift people. But I'm telling you what, folks. One, way, one thing to do this week, please pray for your family. And if you have children, pray for your children. And if you don't have children, pray for your parents. If you don't have parents, pray for loved ones that you know or friends that are close to you. But start praying and believing that God wants to do a work in people's lives. I believe that. I count on it. I'm so thankful for my daughter and my son-in-law and for my wife and for my brother that's, and my two brothers that are still alive that I love dearly and, and their wives and my one sister-in-law who's uh, still alive, I am so grateful for them. And I pray God works in their lives. And my nieces and nephews, I pray God gets a hold of every single one of them. God wants to work. He wants to work in your life. He wants to work in my life. I want to call upon him often, and I want to call him daily. When I say often, I want to call upon him daily, that he would just touch and be with all those around. Lord, help these dear people today. Bless their lives in a powerful, marvelous way. In Jesus' name. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.